This is I Don't Want to Fit In podcast. I'm Anung, a fellow multi-passionate artist, author, photographer, poet, writer, and everything I feel like doing. Talking about all the ways we can be creative, from hobbies to full-time incomes. Going over tips and tricks, mindsets, and just the joys of putting what we love out into the world. You can follow me on Instagram at I Don't Want to Fit In podcast and Anung B. Reviewing and leaving comments is always a great and free way to support an artist. doesn't really matter what time of the year. Some people think about money in the holidays because that's when we spend a lot. Uh, the New Year's because it's kind of you want to get going with like good habits and everything else or around tax time because you just kind of want to start things fresh and do better, I guess, because some of us kind of don't always do great when it comes to tax time. And you all of a sudden hear and see through that that, oh, shit, you paid too much. You didn't pay enough. You didn't make good enough. So the thing is, we all need to get a handle of it. Money is sadly really important. It makes the world go round. We all live in a capitalist society, and it can make or break our lives. We can be happier with a decent amount of money. As honestly, I'm not going to go into the research that shows that yes, there is a decent, a certain amount showing that making a good amount of money makes you happier because you don't have the stress, you don't have to worry about things, and just Having that security is always great. And the thing is, a lot of us weren't taught how to view money, how to handle it, how to do anything with it. Not even by school, not by our families. If we were lucky, we won't we weren't given bad habits or beliefs, but that's honestly doubtful because all of us are probably scarred in one way or another about money growing up because society sucks. <laughs> so honestly, we need to be proactive in learning what we need. And I honestly did the most of my learning with books, especially because I am I am a millennial, so uh, I grew up with the beginnings of the internet, so there wasn't as much of uh, forums, uh, websites, and everything else, and especially social media like I do listen to now with learning about it. So these are my, say five, yeah, five favorite books about learning about money and how to handle it and how to do better with it, but also just the underlying problems and the cause we have them with too. First one is We Should All Be Millionaires, which was a great book. Honestly, it came out during the pandemic, but start off I'm starting off strong with a smart black woman. Rogers talks about the way that we can go, we can come up with income and how we can save better, but it also had adds in the inherent problems women and people of color face with getting started. And this has it is filled with great research, which Anyone knows me, I love research because I will go back and look up the studies they had or different articles or other things that people on there because I love to read that stuff. I love to see what else is in there because honestly, when anyone talks about research, they only take about a piece of it that shows what they want to do. Not saying that it's not true, but it's just I like being able to see what else was in there, what all the other information and stuff. And that was a great book. I always recommend that one because it's... It was so jam-packed with just stuff about simple things, but also the deep stuff because we need to actually work through that because there's stuff against us to make it harder for us to do better in life. The second one is actually a bit of an older book. Um, It's a Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Sorry about the swearing for some people, but if honestly you're listening to any of my podcasts or any of my episodes, I do it all the time. Uh, Denise Duffield Thomas. 
I don't even know where the hell I found her. I, this was her first book that I found of hers. It's her second book that she wrote about money. And I love this one because it wasn't just about, about making more money, but it was the mindset behind it. Because there is just so much, so much that it, that you have to work through that you can sabotage yourself. Because the thing is, it, it does get a little woo-woo in it. But for me, it makes me happy because that's just how I am. But it really goes into the mindset of money and how it holds you back. And this is actually one of the books I reread every year because I remember pieces that things kind of slide sometimes or it just reminds me of kind of like, oh, yeah, I need to keep doing this. And I, I kind of build it back up again. And certain stuff she shows is not even terribly hard. Other parts are hard because, again, anything to do with your mindset, anything to do with you as a person kind of is hard to work through. But it's actually very useful. It's very helpful. And she does have a few other books that are just as good. Uh, she has The Chillpreneur or Chill and Prosper, which is a updated and revised version of The Chillpreneur, which is really good. But that's more for business and everything else. But she does have really good stuff out there. She does great videos and podcasts online about just working with your money. But it, again, works mostly with women. But... Her stuff does work well with men as well. Uh, the next book is The Psychology of Money. This worked for me because he wove every lesson to a story. And I do need to have sometimes these heavy subjects a little entertaining in a way. And I don't mean entertaining. It's like I don't need to be laughed. I need to be engaged. So you got to see how things manifest in the real world and the consequences. And that's what you do with money and all behavioral with feelings attached. Like most everyone... Even if they tell you that, oh, you are got to be logical about it. We have feelings behind it. It's not just a random math que- math problem. This is stuff that's going to be with us in the future of, like, why you buy certain things, why you spend money a certain way, why it's harder to save or not, why you hoard money. Like, these little things that don't seem very big but kind of just accumulate to something that is that can be a problem. Next one is how to manage your money when you don't have any. Now, this one, I just took pieces from this book, mostly because parts just don't have anything to do with, do with me. Not that it's wrong in any way. It's just either I already learned it, I am farther along, or it just didn't, it just wasn't for me, which is not a problem because nothing, not everything has to go to do with you. But it really does a good job going over getting out of living paycheck to paycheck. And it it really goes down about the hardships of living through a recession and how to survive it, which for a lot of us is a problem because, again, right now we are pretty much in a recession. I lived through the 2008 one. Um, that definitely made me more cautious about certain things. And having the, reading that in parts every once in a while just made it easier for me to not feel like I'm failing at life, let alone I'm a horrible person because there's other things in the greater world that are just making it harder. Uh, the Millionaire Next Door. Now, th- I'm not going to say this. This one was recommended to me over and over again, but it was more because it's a very good starting place. It's a good, like, basics and stuff like that. And I, by the time I got to it, it wasn't really what I needed because I've heard, I was already, like, a couple years down to learning stuff. But looking through it, it is very good for starting out about money, about learning what you need to do with it. And what is actually useful for you about saving money, making more money outside of like a regular job. But just, it's a really good boost. 
I feel like. And I feel like, honestly, that probably could be the first one I told anyone about. But since I have less to say about it, because I didn't get as much out of it because I just, I read it too late in my journey. Um, I did want to add a bonus one in here because by the time I'm recording this, the book has not come out, which is The Financial Feminist. Oh my God, tongue twister. And I follow her on social media. She has a great podcast, but it's very big on like women doing better about making money, saving and everything else. And I absolutely love what she does and it's really good about getting investing and just, I love honestly the good tips that she has in there because I've already pre-ordered her book and I can't wait to dive into it. Oh my God. I wish I can remember her name. If you, <laughs> if you honestly, if you search the feminist, the financial feminist, that'll bring it to the website or also to um, like Barnes Noble, Amazon, whatever you get books at and you'll get your, you'll see her name. You'll be able to find her on TikTok. You'll be able to find her on Instagram and also find what her podcast name is because that is going to bother me. <laughs> um, there's another, let's see, another TikToker that I follow, which is, um, oh my God, I wish it would be so much easier just to search people on there, but it's a, she goes by her, your, your rich BFF girly. Who used to be on Wall Street. She did some really good information on there. Honestly, I hope if you guys follow me on on social media, I will post those people when I remember <laughs> what it is. But yeah, the, I find great for books because honestly, you can go through them, take notes, but it's also there's references to go through. There's other things to help you dive into, but they give you other things to look into as well. While doing stuff on social media gives you really quick stuff to kind of go in there like I because of the feminist the the financial feminist um her for her first 1k oh my god that's what it was if you find her on social media and her podcast it's her first 1k uh got me into getting my first high yield savings account um I know kind of how I get started with finally getting bonds or uh, getting on the stock market and everything else like I I'm not quite there at starting yet I honestly the holiday season is Taking a lot of my money, <laughs> which is for a lot of people. I'm not going broke because, again, by learning these things, I don't feel like I have to give extravagant gifts for people to like me, or I don't need to feel like I have to buy stuff to feel better about myself. So I do. I am doing good. I had partially because I like to shop. I work with myself and I plan ahead. I start looking at gifts and shopping in August. And for some people, that can seem crazy because I have a lot of people and I love giving small gifts as well as like one kind of bigger gift. I like looking ahead. Partially, I can I can budget myself out. I can make sure I have enough money, partially because I do work the Renaissance Festival and that is just extra money for me compared to my business and other work stuff that I have. Thanks for listening. If you want more episodes or blog posts or to see any of my products or services, you can check it out at anungvalet.com. A-N-U-N-G-V-I-L-A-Y. 